Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good afternoon, everyone. This is your call to worship. Today is the first Saturday of the new year, January 1st, 2022. Greetings on behalf of our pastor, Reverend Dr. Millicent Black. Welcome to Refuge from the Storm Church, a ministry of hope, encouragement, and purpose. We seek to serve targeted individuals in North America and around the world. To our regular members, our new listeners and guests, thank you for spending a portion of your Saturday with us, your presence is very important to us, and thank you for coming. We pray that something that is said or done today will encourage you. Draw near to God, and God will draw near to you. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and God will exalt you. Remember, God is fighting your battles, arranging things in your favor, making a way even when we don't see it. Our serving team today is Brother Bob Pierce, our Zoom moderator, Sister Helena Thompson, our Minister of Music. Reverend Dr. Millicent Black, our pastor, will deliver the preached word. Sister Greta Ayers will offer the invitation to discipleship. And I am your worship leader, Carolyn Cunningham. Today, we will also have communion. So sometime during the service, please gather your elements of a piece of bread or cracker, water, juice, or wine to partake in the communion part of the service. We ask all of you on this call to pray in your daily prayers for refuge from the storm, church members and participants. Pray for the worldwide church, our families and friends, TIs worldwide and advocacy and activist groups. Pray for all those who have the coronavirus and the loved ones of those who have died from the coronavirus. Pray for the overtaxed medical professionals during this time of dire need and their caregivers. Pray that all government officials be moved by the Holy Spirit to do the will of God and not their will. Pray for the victims of the climate crisis around the world. Pray for all those who are victims of gun violence. Please pray for all refugees, particularly the Haitians who are fleeing multiple crises from the earthquake in their country to political upheaval and extreme violence. Thank you for your attention. Now the opening prayer and worship song. I will sing the opening prayer and worship song to, uh, today. After that, I will lead you through the rest of the worship service. As a friendly reminder, 
please mute your phone if there's any background noise where you are by pressing pound six. Hallelujah. Wherever my father is, is home for me. And that's one of the things that we have to get in our spirit and let it be the uppermost thoughts in our minds as we have to deal with terrorism, as we have to deal with invasion in our bodies, invasion in our minds, as we have to deal with what would be intimidators around us when we leave our homes. We have to remember that because our Father lives in us, wherever He is, is home. And we can gain strength and we can gain calm and we can gain peace and we can have victory over the darkness. Because the one who gives the light himself lives in each of us. I just stumbled upon that song as I was preparing the message this morning and I thought, man, how great a confirmation because I began early in the week asking God to give us something special for this new year. Help us to know that he really understands where we are and what we're dealing with and give us some encouragement that we can hold on to not just the first day, but that it will walk with us the next 365 days of this year. And any time in the middle when he wants to end this evil tyranny in our country, we are ready. Happy New Year to each of you. I pray that you have already had something special happen to you today. I pray that you've already been assured by the Father himself that you are his very own. I pray that you have some excitement way down on the inside of you about the days ahead and what God will do because he's God. Sovereign in all his ways. He doesn't have to ask permission. He just does it. God bless each of you who have joined us as we listen for the Father's voice. Psalm 137, verses 1 through 4 is where we'll go today. I invite you to read the entire Psalms. It gets pretty harried in, a, in a, a verse or two. And they Israel decides they really want God to take vengeance on their enemies on down in there. But this afternoon, we're going to hover around the top. We're going to hover around the top of the, of the Psalm. As it reads, by the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down. Yea, we wept when we remembered Zion. We hung our harps upon the willows in the midst of it. For there those who carried us away captive asked us a song. And those who plundered us requested mirth, saying, Sing us one of the songs of Zion. How shall we sing the Lord's song in a foreign land? Let us pray.
Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we thank you for the gift of song. We thank you, God, that you gave us throats and in our throats, God, are vocal cords. And Lord, when we open our mouths, we don't know what sound will come out, but we just know, God, that you so outfitted us with a way and a means by which so many miraculous things can happen, oh God. As we open our mouths, Lord, we can sing songs, oh God, unto you of praise that will remind you of our love and of our adoration. As we open our mouths and sing, oh God, our spirits can join in and the angels can hear us in the earth and decide to sing along with us as we open our mouths to sing dear god we can be those who would remind even our neighbors of the joy that comes from the presence of the lord as we sing and so god today i pray that you would just give us a greater a deeper a, a, a more weighty appreciation of the gift of song God, we don't all feel like we can sing so well. Some think they can't carry a tune in a bucket. Others have been told they couldn't hold a tune if they put it in a bag. And yet, God, you take pleasure in our singing. Even the joyful noises that we make unto you, because we lift our hearts unto you, O great and mighty God in love and praise and worship i pray today amen so the title of the message now listen i'll go ahead and tell you i've used this text before i think i preached the whole thing the last time but in looking for a special word for us from the lord for this year i was taken back to this place and reminded the value of the song. So the, the title of the message is, especially in a strange land, we will sing, especially in a strange land, we will sing. We have read the stories of many people who have been harshly taken or driven from their native land and the emotional damage that this trauma caused. Depression, despondency, sadness, anger are all emotions that people experience when they are torn from their land, from the land of their love. Alex Haley of right here in Hinton, Tennessee, wrote the book Roots that became a popular miniseries of the plight of his people who were taken from their native land of Africa and brought to America on slave ships where they were sold from farm to farm, having their names changed to that of the newest owner. Horrible things happened to these and other Africans who were forced out of their own land where they were safe cared for, and many were financially secure, only to become property of other men here in America and sold like cattle. Eli Weasel and Frank and Corey Tin Boone gave us Christian perspectives of what it was like to be children who were ripped from their homes during the Holocaust and taken off to concentration camps away from the comfort 
of their homes. They were taken to places where they suffered hunger, fear, sickness, and watched their loved ones die. Even today, there are many stories told and many hidden of the refugee status of those who have left their homeland hoping for a chance for a better life in America. Again, some left their country of birth willingly, but some were sold and some were stolen to be used in human trafficking. What they all have in common, except for those who left willingly, were they were captives, captives from America, from Africa to America, captives from Germany to Pol from Poland to Germany, captives from Haiti to America, captives. What I am sure made life somewhat easier were the songs of their native land. I can imagine even now hearing the slaves on the slave ships and someone starting a song from their community, a song from the home of their birth, and they found comfort in the songs. Many songs are sung in their native tongues. Having been words that we might not understand, but because they do and they did, comfort was received. According to science, here are some key benefits to raising your voice in song. Singing relieves stress. Sometimes the simplest song can give you the most comfort. One that I still love today. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. For the Bible tells me so. Singing stimulates the immune response. It increases the pain threshold. It may improve snoring if you can think of it in that manner. It does improve lung function. I was, it, I was instructed by a chiropractor to join a choir because it helps you to regulate the movement of your diaphragm and it helps to strengthen the lungs and widen or broaden the lungs as you take those deep breaths to sing. Singing develops a sense of belonging and connection, especially if you join a choir, a church choir, community choir, or just singing with the congregation on Sunday morning. It enhances memory. Can you believe that? Singing enhances memory in people with dementia. And I'm going to tell you, as I cared for my mom during the latter years of her life, as she experienced the dredges of induced dementia, we, did, we, 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 we lapsed into a routine. If I was there in the mornings, I'd get her up, I'd get her fed, get her dressed, and then I'd take her to the television where my brother had uh, YouTube by Wi-Fi. I'd turn it over to her favorite golden oldies and those songs of Zion that she learned to sing as a child. And I want you all to know that 
mother could sing those songs. She did not forget the words to those songs. And I saw a peace and a calm and a joy come over her. And our spirits would soar as we would sing along. Because the word tells us that the Lord inhabits the praises of his people. It didn't matter that those videos were 20 to 30 years old. And some of those people are already singing in heaven's choir. It didn't matter that the words, some of them were written by slaves and others were written by people who were blind. And yet some were written by those who owned slaves, but they came to know God and to know Jesus in a freeing way. When mother and I sang those songs, we too found freedom. Mother found freedom from the, the lack of memory and the inability to remember. She would tell me sometimes her own name. But she remembered the words of the songs that called on our Savior. And she found comfort. Singing helps with grief. If you don't believe me, feel down, feel down, feel down. Boy, I'm telling you, if you would ask God to give you a song, Psalms 31 says he gives us songs of deliverance in the night. And I'm going to tell you right now, all times the night isn't after 6 or 7 p.m. Sometimes night is at noon in the daytime when, our, when our, our, our feelings have been hurt and our senses are so dulled because of whatever is happening in the moment. Sometime night comes at 5 a.m. or at 6 p.m. just before dark because of the problems and the situations and the trauma that we have to deal with. But one promise is if you would open your mouth in the song, you will find comfort there. Important to know about the Psalms is they were mainly written to serve as songs to be sung in the temple worship in Jerusalem. 4,000 of the 3,600 Levites who were chosen by David for temple service were actually musicians. So there were plans made to have singing. The singers were between the ages of 30 and 50 years old, y'all. They didn't pull the children in there to sing the songs of Zion because the children didn't know what they were singing about. I'll tell you the day I came to understand the words of a song that I sang even <clears throat> as a child with my grandparents. Jesus, keep me near the cross. There's a precious fountain free to all, a healing stream that flows from Calvary's mountain. Boy, I was well in my 40s when I came to understand the power that was hidden in the words to that song. As we remember all of the benefits of Calvary. In addition to temple worship, Psalms were written for family devotion personally to God. And as we will remember from David during times of desperation and when in need of protection. 
Psalm 37 is said to have been written during the Babylonian exile of Israel. In fact, that's the very beginning, the very opening scripture says, as we sat down by the rivers of Babylon. The prophets who were named to have lived during this era were Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, even Isaiah lived during Babylonian captivity. <clears throat> One of the things that God has confirmed to me more than once in this last year is that God truly plans our steps. Every aspect of our physical, emotional, physiological, and psychological lives have been through the foolproof or the fireproof examination of the Almighty God. The art of singing has a profound effect on every part of who we are. God has seen to it. Now the word sing is found at least 400 times in the Bible. 50 times there's a commandment to sing. Psalm 96, 1 and 2 says, Oh, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord, bless his name, tell of his salvation from day to day. Psalm 149 says, praise the Lord, sing to the Lord a new song, his praise in the assembly of the godly. Let Israel be glad in his maker. Let the children of Zion sing in their king. And even the New Testament tells us to let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thanksgiving in your hearts to God. When you dare let your heart get involved in the singing, it begins to lift you to heights that you could never make on your own. When you would dare just allow the melody and the words to flow up spontaneously as inspired by the Holy Spirit, I'm a witness that the songs will begin to cause joy that you've never imagined to rise up on the inside of you. Whatever the problem is, become small in light of the power when God arrives on the scene in response to our singing. And then Matthew 15, seven through nine, there's an admonition, there's a, a um, scolding, if you will. You hypocrites, well did Isaiah prophesy of you when he said, this people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. We don't want to get stuck doing it because man said to do it. We want to find ourselves responding to the spirit of the living God, who God promises is alive and well on the inside of each of us. I really kind of cringe when the preacher says, Say amen. Well, I shouldn't have to make you say amen to the word of God. When is the truth? Your heart responds by saying 
Amen. Sometimes I think they go on a little too long trying to get a response from the people. When you're glad to be in the presence of the Lord, you respond automatically. Your hands automatically go up. You automatically pat your feet. You automatically sometimes stand to your feet because you're so glad to be where God is. And I've got a little secret to share with you all about church. Those who feel that you've been pushed away from the place that God has created for himself. One of the things that got me back into the house of God was the realization that that house did not belong to a man. The church God claims for himself. And if I were to be invited to my father's house, I'm going. If my father or my mother says, you can come home anytime you want to, here, here's the key. I'm going. And so I made the decision 19 years ago that I would not be kept away from my father's house. That's my father's house. Why would I not go? Sure, the perpetrators pull tricks and they play schemes and it seems that the people are participating and sometimes they are. Sometimes the pastors participate much to my sadness and dismay, but it's still my father's house and that I would dare to go in and sit among the heathens. Says to my father, I love you enough, God, to walk up in this place. Bishop T.D. Jake says we should be able to stand in the presence of witches and not be hexed because of the presence of the almighty God. And you know what? If you're in a church and you don't feel quite comfortable and you can't stand up or open your mouth and sing, hum, hum, amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. Then Ephesians 5, 19 tells us, sing and make music, make melody in your heart. I'm telling you, it's almost impossible to find yourself in a place where the worship of God is being done and praised by song and your heart just doesn't get into it. Proverbs tells us a, a, a merry heart, do it good like medicine. If you don't believe it, walk into a church feeling down and that church really goes to worship. Sometimes the, the musicians leave the people because they get caught up. And I'm telling you, it's impossible to not find some way in which your body, your physical, your physiological, your emotional, and your psychological self all joins in. Because the king is present and we came to worship him. And I've already told you from Psalms 22, 3, God inhabits the praises of his people. And then we go back to the scripture for today. By the rivers of Babylon is where Israel, the children of Israel were sitting at this point in time. What wasn't clear is whether it's just those who were taken from the northern kingdom, or whether it's the northern and the southern kingdom all together. But what is clear is that they sat down by the river. 
Something else that was clearly stated is we wept when we remembered Zion. Because instead of having to go and sit down by the riverside to have church, they were going to a temple in all of its finery that had been specifically built according to the architecture of God himself. And all of the materials were ordered specially by God. That temple was a place where when they first went in to the, for the dedication, the presence of God was so strong that the, the priests could not stand because of his presence and the power that came with his presence. And so Israel sat down by the river. And he, they tell us that they hung their harps on the willows. In our day, they call them weeping willow because their limbs hang down to the ground. And instead of taking those harps and playing sweet melody to God himself, instead of allowing the music from the harps to do for them as it did for, for um, Saul when God took his spirit from him and David would come and play, and it says the spirit would lift away from him. Israel hung their harps on the willow and allowed the tears from their eyes to flow. And it says, for there are those who carried us away captive, asked us a song. Can you imagine of all things they would ask you to sing? Have your captors asked you to sing them a song? Of Zion, a song of the church, a song that used to lift you high into the presence of God. Have any of those who would dare to surround you and try to mock your love for God and to not mock your spirituality and to mock your prayer life ask you to sing a song? Not just any old song, but one of those songs that you used to sing to God, one of those songs that used to make you feel so comfortable in his presence, one of those songs that would let you know that he heard your cry. And so in mockery, the soldiers said, sing us one of those songs. But no doubt they had heard about the days of worship. They'd heard about the times of the feast and all of the joy and the glee of the people of Israel in worship of their God. And Israel came back in their time of weeping and mourning, sadness and sorrow, probably looking at one another. They said, how shall we sing the Lord's song? in a foreign land. I dare to offer a suggestion to Israel today. The first one comes from Psalm 24, verse 1, that says, The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. Did y'all get that? It didn't matter if they were in Jerusalem, Babylon, Persia, or anywhere in the Middle East, according to the word, it all belonged to God. And I can sing a song of Zion anywhere. 
because it belongs to my father. How shall we sing the Lord's song in a foreign land? Well, they kind of answered it to themselves. First of all, it's the Lord's song. So I don't care that the heathens are asking for a song. One thing that has been proven is when we sing the Lord's song, he shows up. When we sing the Lord's song, things change. Miracles happen. When we sing the Lord's song, peace flows in like a river to my soul. There are some other some other information that I found out about music. Music helps heal the psychological damage that Israel had experienced. And you think God didn't know that? Do you believe that God would not allow Israel to have centuries praising and worshiping him and songs being written specifically for the Levite choir and not just for the Levite choir, but for the people to sing as they gathered together during the feast? Do you believe that God did not already understand the psychological healing that takes place in the mind of the person who would dare to sing, especially songs of Zion. Then music is processed in both hemispheres of the brain. Y'all have heard the, the uh, information about left brain and right brain. The man is one side brain and the woman is the other side brain, but the woman, because of her need of nurturing and intuition, can be both-sided. Well, one thing for sure is if you want both sides of your brain to work together, sing. It's also been told that music like Beethoven and Mozart also helps both sides of the brain to work together. So if you feel like you are, are, are operating at less than optical capacity, get some Mozart and some Beethoven, and listen to the music. Those concertos are said to really get the brain operating as one. It says that when both hemispheres of the brain is working together, this encourages the transfer of information from one hemisphere to the other, undoing some of the damage that trauma has done. I heard Elder Carolyn reading, I believe, during altar prayer, the trauma prayer. There's a prayer that addresses the trauma that we as, as captive targets endure. And he specifically calls off some of the damage. And he doesn't leave out the damage that's done or held in the brain. And so I invite you today to try some of the music that God brings across your heart that makes you move and makes you want to pat your hands and your feet. I love saxophone music. Oh my goodness. It's like I can see the notes coming out of the horn. And when I found out that they have it in praise and worship music, that's all the better. But whatever the instrument that gives you glee and makes your heart sing, grab it and sing along. Music also has been shown to have an effect on a person's brain chemistry. We talk about endorphins. 
brain chemistry is often associated with depression. And I've known people who've had to take lithium to bring balance into the chemistry. But just what if singing could be used to release the hormones in the brain and lift the heaviness? Singing together as a congregation teaches the heart to sing. Something is happening when you sing rich truths about God. It burrows these truths deep into your soul so they can be retrieved when the spirit knows you need them. During the era of praise and worship singing, especially those songs that were produced by Hosanna, they had many songs that were written straight from the scriptures. So it's a great way to remember scripture. Oh boy, just yesterday I heard someone singing Psalm 121, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from which cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He said he would not suffer my foot to be moved. The God that keepeth me neither slumbers nor sleep. For the Lord is my keeper. The Lord is my shade upon my right hand. No, the sun shall not smite me by day, nor the moon by night. He shall preserve my soul even forevermore. And then they come back and throw their head back and open their mouths and sing, My help, all of my help comes from the Lord. If you have hard times remembering scripture, find some, your favorite scripture, just type it in as a, a song and see if it's already put to music and learn it that way. Just before the sermon began, we were uh, playing the song from Psalm 84. Beautiful reminder that coming into the house of the Lord is coming into his presence, walking into his power. Singing teaches us about God. When we sing about this glorious gospel, we are teaching ourselves and we are also teaching our fellow believers. And believe it or not, we are witnessing to the outsiders when we sing of the glorious gospel of the Lord God Almighty and of the Lord Jesus Christ. How could we sing the Lord's song in a foreign land? If I was in a foreign land, if I was in France or, or Mexico, if I found myself in Haiti or even in Africa, you better believe I'll be singing the Lord's song. For one reason, it would may just would get the attention of someone else who was just like me, and they'd recognize the words to that song, and they'd know that we, they were among a sister in the Lord. If I was lost or feeling lonely or afraid, you better believe I'd be singing the Lord's song because that would be telling the Lord, I have need of your presence, God. Sometimes we can be sitting in our living room or standing in the grocery line and feel like we are in a foreign land. If you're sitting in your living room, you could open your mouth and let whichever song brings you comfort flow out to God. 
If you were standing in a grocery store line and feeling like you were surrounded by the enemy, you could just begin to hum your favorite song and know that even in your humming, God hears and he answers. There was a song that I was thrilled today to see. It's always, as long as I've been in the, in, 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 in the world, been called the Negro spiritual or the Negro uh, song of freedom. But today, you all, I saw along with, beside the words to this song, they call it the song of the saints. And it says, lift every voice and sing till earth and heaven ring, ring with the harmonies of liberty. Let our rejoicing rise high as the listening skies. Let it resound loud as the rolling sea. You know why it's now the song of the saints? Because all of the saints are in captivity. Y'all, it's not just about Jerusalem anymore, and Babylon is now called modern-day Persia, Iran, actually. But right here in America, right here in Tennessee, and out in Washington State, up in Maryland, and out in California, y'all in Ohio, and all over these United States, we're singing the song of the saints. Stony the road we trod, bitter the chastening rod, felt in the days when hope unborn has died. Yet with a steady beat have not our weary feet come to the place for which our fathers sighed. We have come over a way that with tears has been watered. We have come treading our path through the blood of the slaughtered, out from the gloomy past. Till now we stand at last, where the white gleam of our bright star is cast. Y'all, our bright star is Jesus himself. God of our weary years, God of our silent tears, though who, thou who has brought us thus far on the way, thou who has by thy might led us into the light, keep us forever. In the path we pray. Lest our feet stray from the places, our God, where we met thee. Lest our hearts drunk with the wine of the world, we forget thee. Shadowed beneath thy hand, may we forever stand true to our God, true to our native land. How do we sing the Lord's song? in a foreign land. We sing the blood songs, y'all. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. We sing about Calvary and how Jesus stood on Calvary. Surely he died on Calvary for you and for me. I'm going to read the last part of that uh, song one more time. 
lest our feet stray from the places, our God, where we met thee. You know, that's what targeting is about, right? They're trying to drive God out of us. Lest our hearts drunk with the wine of the world, we forget thee. We don't want the wine of the world. For there's something called Babylon all over the world. And they are drunk on their own wine right now. And God's coming for vengeance. Shouted beneath thy hand, may we forever stand. True to our God, true to our native land. Amen. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.